Welcome to the Aron Sports Podcast. Listen in as professional handicappers Frank and Rob break down this week's wagers on a game-by-game basis. Tomorrow, the last soccer keep his money. Is there a lot of money to be made in that line of business? Nothing is impossible. You can shear a sheep many times, but skin him only once. Obsession. It's a young man's guy. This is exactly my point. Take it easy, take it easy. Simple, my paper, not easy. What's all that about? You're my older brother, and I love you. But don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again. What I think I meant to say was just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. I'm here to give you a show what it's missing. You guys are crazy. You ready? Ready? Set? Set. One, two, three, go! Welcome, February 1st, 2017, Super Bowl week. It's uh, Frank Rohn here, the Rohn Sports Podcast. Can't believe it's already uh, Super Bowl week here, but uh, it's amazing how quick the season goes, and pretty soon it'll be August again, and we'll be ready to, to get the next season underway. But anyway, let's uh, check in with Rob here. How are you doing, Rob? Oh, I'm doing all right. Been better, but uh, a little under the weather here, just trying to Get a little bit of energy coming up for this next upcoming weekend and Super Bowl weekend, so we'll see if we can do that. Are you been jamming too many prop bets or a little tuckered out or what? <laughs> no, not not the case there. Maybe a little bit from last weekend when you were in town here. Had a good time and uh, a little exhausting. A lot of a lot of stuff going on right now, just with obviously the sports betting aspect and a little bit of real estate and a few other things uh, endeavors as well. So a lot of a lot of stuff going on. So it's a busy busy time of the year. Yeah, definitely is good to. Spend a weekend out there, get out of the cold here for a few days, and had a good time with some some friends and hanging out with you, and got a little run at the craps table. So that's always fun when you you can do that every now and then. But uh, now back here and been looking over the different props and, and whatnot. But hopefully you can figure out something we like here for the Super Bowl and come up with a little bit of profit to add to the enjoyment of watching the big game. But before we do that, uh, it seems like it's been forever now, but a couple weeks ago, the conference championships game games. Let's go back and do a quick little recap. The weekend recap. So did you end up having any money on the line there uh, for the conference championships with Pittsburgh, New England, or Atlanta, Green Bay? Yeah, I did have some money. I know release plays. I was just about to release a play on the under in uh, that Green Bay-Atlanta game because that you know, highest total there in the playoffs, uh, I think historically ever, and it was just uh, didn't get to the window, and right away I was kind of hit my hit myself. I did bet it myself, but I was kind of you know, mad at myself for not releasing an official play on on the round sports. But as as you know, it uh, actually didn't end up getting there that over. So <laughs> somehow, some way, it uh, snuck over, and not not very wasn't very tough either. After that start, it was pretty remarkable. But I mean, the, from the whole game and everything, it wasn't. Uh, just yeah, pretty smooth sailing and just constant offense back and forth. And then you know that Green Bay defense is even worse than probably what people were putting them as. I thought they maybe a little, um, you know, kind of was over the under the radar there for how bad they were. I mean, I don't know how you could explain that, but I think they're a little bit better than that people were giving credit for. But that obviously was completely wrong because they played a lot worse than almost I've seen them play in the last you know six, seven, eight, nine games on their big winning streak there. And then as a Pittsburgh, I had a little bit of money on Pittsburgh, but. Um, that was uh, kind of nothing there either. So, and a uh, little at a slight, slightly to the under on that game, and that was no good. But I never got to the window, so that was, I guess, a good thing. So all in all, it's just not uh, not the best. It's kind of like the whole playoffs as, as much. But I think the the biggest thing I take away out of it is I could have I didn't release hardly any plays. I don't even know if I released one actually. 
all playoffs, but so I definitely minimized the loss there because almost everything I liked, whether it be side or total, would have been pretty bad if I would have done my long run for any leans or anything that I wanted to go with in the whole playoffs. So even though I didn't do too well, I think I definitely minimized the risk as, as much as possible so I didn't lose a, lose, lose too much so far in the playoffs. Yeah, that's good. And I uh, kind of leaned a little bit toward both dogs, and uh, neither of them were particularly in the game hardly at any point. They were two fairly unwatchable games from a fan perspective, which seems to be kind of a common theme here throughout the playoffs. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but we had a little uh, friendly dinner wager that uh, I forgot about until now as well that I uh, could have very easily paid off last weekend with that uh, tease. You're saying if you'd rather tease both favorites down or both dogs up, and I took the dog side of it and you took the favorite side of it, and I don't think either game was too much in question there late, so... Uh, looks like I'll, I'll have to pay that off next time we get together. i got to make sure I find the most expensive restaurant in Minneapolis, I guess. Well, you got to do some research. you got you got a few weeks to figure that out. But, so, anyway, um, I think the best bet looking back on it, I know you, you mentioned it in, on the podcast, was the Atlanta money line, how cheap that was. Obviously, knowing the results, a little easier to go back and kind of reverse engineer it. But when you're talking about getting Atlanta at minus 200 or in the ballpark of there, it uh, looks looks pretty cheap now especially uh with where the the point spread was in terms of how many points they were laying and you look at that and that's definitely something i think to keep in mind as a takeaway which uh which you mentioned going into the game but similar to the national championship game and uh other and and college football and other games similar if uh, the public's all over the, the underdog on the money line you might be able to get a relatively cheap favorite uh, money line there so that's just something to keep in mind and and to use going forward if it if the prices shake out that way so anyway let's you didn't have anything on the pro bowl at all did you huh no i did not how about yourself yeah no i actually uh, released a two-unit play on it uh, i felt pretty <laughs> strongly about it no, no i didn't didn't get involved with the pro bowl uh i didn't even i don't i don't watch a second of it do you watch any of it i did not actually yeah, I was not opposed to it, but I was, I was just busy at the time and wasn't uh, wasn't too interested in checking it out. So maybe next year. But uh, anyway, let's head over to the start talking about the Super Bowl here. So it looks like we got New England's laying pretty much three across the board here, maybe three with full juice, uh, and then a total of fifty nine, pretty much consistent here. It looks like. What uh, you got any opinion on this? Yeah, I'll just say real quick. Not that it matters a whole lot, but uh, my guess was I thought this would be a right at three where it's sitting, so that's where I thought it would be. And my power rating, I thought it'd be a little bit cheaper. I was kind of thought one and a half right away, but the more I looked into it, more like two, two and a half. So just just shy of three, um, which if anything, that's where it's kind of at. I mean, it, it all depends on the book. I, should, I guess is what it comes down to. The sharper books are going to be at you know three with less juice, either at even money, one hundred five range somewhere in there. Even Pinnacle, even which is one of the sharper books offshore, minus minus three plus one hundred six right now. And then you have you know the more square recreational betters uh, books you know, like sports book or Bavada, those places like that. They're sitting at New England three minus one twenty. So right there, it's stations even, in Vegas. Yeah, stations too. Uh, they're, they're right now they're at three uh, flat three three one minus one ten. But yeah, they're another square book or square book I should say. So. Um, Vegas Insider is saying 120, so it must not be as updated as your odd screen. Okay, yeah, that's not what I'm seeing. But um, so, 
Yeah, and then with the total, we saw a little movement on the, the total upwards, uh, just a little bit. Uh, but again, it's kind of de depends on the book. It's kind of a little bit of a split again. Uh, some sharper books will be at 58, and you have the more square books will be sitting at 59. And some of them went up a little bit more than that, but that's pretty much where they're at uh, for the most part. So, yeah, that's uh, that's where it's sitting. All right. Do you have any opinion on the game? Um, yeah, opinion-wise, it's uh, pretty it's not much of a, a deep handicap for me, but it's pretty much like uh, just what my rating said from well, my power rating. I got Atlanta here. Uh, I'm trying to get a three and a half, and maybe could sniff one of those out at like a sports book or something by 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 the time kickoff comes on Sunday. Um, not three and a half with any like a big juice or anything. If I get a three and a half flat, I definitely get on Atlanta if I can find one of those at one of my outs. But uh, that'd be the way I'm looking. And then for the total, um, I have a decent, uh, decently like the under. And uh, especially if I get a 59, and maybe if I can sniff out a 59 and a half, we'll kind of wait and see. Uh, but I think 59 and a half would be a be a bet for me for sure. And and uh, might even be released as a play. Try to get, at least get something going in the playoffs, I suppose. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot of opinion here. I think if it came down below three, I'd be someone interested in New England, and if it went above three, I'd be a little bit interested in Atlanta. It just feels right about right. And from a total perspective, it does seem a tad high, but that really hasn't meant a whole lot here for a while <laughs> in terms of if a little bit of the value on the under has been blowing up quite a bit. So that's really the only way I could look. I'd have no interest in playing it over, but I'd also be a little bit a little bit weary. Um, it just seems like the markets in general – uh, there's been a lot it, just with the rules and everything in general the, uh, the scoring's just been higher across almost across sports and the markets have reacted but as most things with the, the betting markets it, they're kind of sticky where it takes them a little while to to move large scale over the course of time so, so I think there's been a decent amount of value just betting overs in a lot of different sports but then you look at something like this and it's just like wow it just seems overinflated so I think there's a little bit of value on the under, but I also don't know if I'm confident enough or ballsy enough to, to really put my money on it. So I'll probably be staying away from the game and the total for the full game, probably all together, unless something drastic happens here during the week, which is possible. But usually with the Super Bowl, especially when you got two weeks like this, the limits have already been pretty high and, the public, this is one of the few games the public's going to potentially bet a little bit earlier, even though the majority of the money will still come in closer to game time. But I don't think this is a game that's necessarily going to likely move a whole lot. But I guess we'll see. Maybe maybe I'll be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. So just kind of waiting and monitor this as the week goes on. And then hopefully it'll be nice just from a fan perspective to actually get a good game here in the playoffs because outside of that Green Bay-Dallas game, they're – hasn't really hardly been an enjoyable game to watch from a fan perspective, so that'd be nice. But I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, so basically, we were thinking about throwing out a couple props. We looked at here that, I don't know if you bet or not, but something that we'd be interested in, in either betting or, or have bet already. So we're thinking about just throwing out three each and just basically for fun, but also to that we feel are hopefully going to be profitable and kind of track and see how we do it during the Super Bowl and give us something to root for in a game we don't really have a ton of opinion on for the most part. So you want to go ahead and start us off with one of your props? Yeah, sure. I'll uh, 
go start here with, uh, and obviously it's me looking quite a bit here for kickoff and a few other things, but uh, there's a few that stood out right right here that I want to share on the podcast. So yeah, like you said, we'll each give one out and do three total. I actually might have a, a fourth one too. I might throw out there if we have a little bit of time. But So uh, yeah, the one I like here is both teams make a field goal of 33 yards or more. Uh, minus 125, and this is according to five dimes odds. So both teams make a field goal. Uh, 33 plus is what it says on five dimes. So I like that one as a yes. Uh, minus 125 would be my prop. Reason for that, I don't know. I think uh, it kind of goes along with my under. I think there'll be more field goals than people will be thinking. Uh, I kind of look, kind of drawn it out to be like that. More field goals. Um, it's just a little bit better defense. I think Atlanta's defense is a little bit better than people give them credit for. They're kind of on the rise. Uh, they've been getting better as the season's going on. And then obviously you have Belichick with being able to see Atlanta. I think that, that's a good argument too uh, for New England. If you do like the New England side, is Atlanta's basically been as good as they can be, being one of the best offenses almost of all time. Uh, not not the best, but one of the you know, up there, in the top ten or so, and just from a yards per play basis and stuff, and the statistics definitely say that. So and when you're doing everything right, it's kind of hard to, okay, well, what do you do now type of thing. And not to say that they're going to be flat as can be and whatever, but it's definitely going to be harder and they've got to be really creative to come up with stuff. So basically that's why I'm thinking of this game. So that goes along with more field goals, and then obviously have two good field goal kickers as well. And So with Brian Gostowski, so... Um, yeah, that's what I like there. And yes, I think minus one twenty-five is a little cheap. I think it should be a decent about amount higher than that. So that'll be my uh, first prop. All right, I'm gonna go with um, Atlanta pass completions over twenty-six and a half at minus one thirty. Basically, the logic being New England's defense is is, is pretty good. And it's pretty good. No, but uh, I don't think they're. Go- I think they're going to try to contain big plays from Atlanta and try to contain Julio. And just the way Atlanta's offense has been functioning, it seems to be a lot of not necessarily dink and dunk along the lines of a Kansas City, but it seems like a lot of more shorter to intermediate passes and screens. And I think Kyle Shanahan's done a pretty good job of running that offense. So I think they are going to have some success, but I think it's going to be more slow methodical drives as opposed to quick scores so i think that tends to lean more towards more pass completions and ryan has been completing a lot of obviously he's been on a really good run but he's been completing a pretty large number of passes so i think then i think they also they could be down a little bit in this game which wouldn't totally surprise me and if that's the case they're gonna there's gonna be a decent amount of hurry up and and uh, throwing the ball later in the game. So that's kind of my my thought process there, and we'll, we'll see if it plays out. But I like Atlanta. Pass completions over 26.5. All right, yeah, kind of I kind of alluded to what I'm thinking here. One of mine that I liked is uh, and the, and Julio Jones under 96.5 receiving yards, minus 120. Um, and, yeah, like you said, they Belichick's good at that, containing a really good wide receiver like that. They want to contain him. They're probably going to dip double a cover him. I think I've heard that a few different places, so definitely not you know something that I came up on my own. But I think the reason why I like this too is I think generally this would be a little bit higher on the under uh, just because that's what Belichick's known for and whatever. But I think after that, and especially with his injury that he had with Julio Jones, but he looked really great against the Packers and had the, you know, the big play and didn't look like he was stunted at all. So I think if anything, it's going to help get a little bit of value here on that under where you only have to lay 120, which I think it should be a little bit higher than that. And 
Um, I, I don't think I'm going to see, be seeing much from him, maybe a few shorter receptions, but I don't think we'll see any huge breakout plays as, you know, as remarkable as he is and as good as a wide receiver, definitely one of the best, uh, if not the best in the league. So, But I, I feel this is a game where he's not going to be doing a whole lot and, then he, and uh, Ryan's going to have to look into his second and third or you know, fourth and maybe fifth options at some point, running back, check down and stuff. So I, I like where you're thinking with those receptions. I think there'll be more receptions and not as many downfield plays and, I think if you take out Julio, there's going to be a significantly less amount of, you know, explosive plays and, and long, deep plays. So I like where you're going with that, and it ties right into where I'm thinking as well. All right. Yeah, the uh, next one I got up is um, I think all the it's offense scores all the touchdowns at minus 175. So you got to lay a little bit of juice here. But I, I don't think either of these teams are uh, particularly spectacular at uh, special teams or defensive touchdowns. I don't think you think of either of these teams and you think of huge plays from any of the, those personnel groups. I know uh, New England doesn't have a defensive touchdown all year, so they're obviously not too – they have a pretty solid defense, but it's not like a big you know, flashy defense that's – scoring too often, which I know is a little bit random, but there's definitely some uh, some reasoning behind that. And then from uh, neither of the teams have an overwhelming amount of special teams touchdowns either, so it just seems like a game that's going to be a lot of good offense and, and some okay to mediocre to bad defense slash special teams, so it's not the most sound reasoning in the world, but I think at uh, anything under two dollars there, minus one seventy-five, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a game somewhat similar to the Packers Atlanta game, where it's just a lot of good offense and and getting a stop is going to be huge on defense, let alone you know, turning somebody over. And, and with Matt Ryan and Tom Brady, I don't think they're going to make a whole lot of mistakes on the edges that are going to be likely to lead to to touchdowns and neither team gives up a whole lot of special teams touchdowns. So I think uh, offense score all the touchdowns is a pretty solid bet there at minus 175 or so. What's your third one? Yeah, definitely. I, I like that. I got to lay a little juice, but nothing wrong with that. And uh, yeah, my third one that I have is uh, not kind of simple, but Atlanta, the score last in the game, uh, minus 110 both ways. So don't have to pay too much for that. And, just the reason behind that, I think New England is. I think will have more control of the game, and I, even if they do have the ball, I don't foresee them. You know, they'll just be milking the clock and then kneeling if they do have it. Otherwise, if Atlanta's coming, I won't be surprised if they're down by, if if they're down, um, and in a position like this, I think, uh, you know, they'll be coming from behind and be gunning, and they, they definitely have the offense to do it. So I think, uh, I, like I said, I think New England will have control of the game, but Atlanta might be able to to get hot to score, and otherwise, New England will just be not playing too aggressive and I, th- I think this is pretty cheap here i don't know i uh i think anything it should be about minus 120 130 and not not about not about a pick em range or not minus 110 pick em range yeah so what was that say that one again it's just atlanta to score last in the game okay yep that that makes sense if especially with new england being a short favorite if if new england's up uh, atlanta's definitely a team that could you know, score late in a two-minute drill and what have you. So if they're more likely to be the one behind, they're going to be more likely to be more aggressive at the end of the game. So 
I think there's pretty sound logic to that uh, in that price range for sure. Uh, my last one I have is New England's first touchdown to be a rushing touchdown, first offensive touchdown to be rushing. It's plus 165. So you're getting uh, the, the first two I had, you had to lay a little bit of juice. This one, you're getting a little bit of juice back. Uh, no, just in general and the way the league is now, more touchdowns are more likely to be passing than they are rushing. But it just seems like New England is going to be – I could just see one of those drives starting out where not necessarily right off the bat, but the first one they score on to be one of those methodical, somewhat dink and dunky drives where Brady just makes a lot of good decisions and they get down close to the goal line and they, they give it to Blunt and he just powers in. So I don't think this – you know, obviously for sure by any means, but it seems like that's a lot more to a coin flip to be the scenario or even some kind of pass interference where they're at the one-yard line and Brady lunges in. That's a staple of theirs. So between those two scenarios uh, and then also the fact that for as good as New England is offensively, it doesn't they're not really a huge play offense where they're a huge threat to be scoring 40, 50-yard bombs for the most part. So... It seems like when the, in a somewhat of a ball control move down the field six to eight, ten yards at a time, anytime they get close against Atlanta, it seems like, uh, you know, the Blunt or Brady there on the sneak could be a pretty solid option that, that they use fairly frequently in the red zone. So getting a plus 165 price tag on that is fairly attractive to me. So that's that's my third one. I just want to say a few so other things. So you want to go ahead and give your fourth as a bonus? or? Yeah, I can do that. I was going to say I want to mention a few other things. I'll do that here in a second. But, um, yeah, the, my fourth one, bonus one, I'd just kind of take a little bit of a shot, a little plus money. Um, I think uh, first turnover I have be a fumble at plus 130. Interceptions minus 150. The reason I like the fumble at a plus price like that is pretty obvious, but, you know, you have two good quarterbacks, and they just don't really make a whole lot of mistakes. And, and then the defense is just not a lot of takeaways, and I just seems like if there's going to be a turnover in this game, and that's the only way it's get, it gets graded. If if the one of the two happens, if there's no turnovers, then it's just a you know no action and get your, return your money. But I feel like you know this might be a, a time where a younger player, or so, something that's you know not really a, too well known of a player, or whatever, kind of makes a mistake in the pressure situation and, and have a fumble that doesn't, doesn't protect the ball or, or what have you, and not not. I'm not sure if it's way off of price, but I, I think uh, you know, I do like the little plus money like that. Uh, there might be a fumble so uh, before the interception is. So, And then the other thing I wanted to say is I've heard mention a few other things I've been listening to, but I definitely agree with that, so that's what I'll reiterate here. But it might be worth a shot if you do like you know, New England. It might be worth a shot instead of betting New England uh, to take, take Brady to win the MVP because right now I'm looking at plus 115. And the money line for the New England is minus 150, so 165 di- or you know dollar 65 difference there, and uh, or 65 cent difference. I mean, and I, I, don't, I don't. It's hard to imagine that they're going to win without being Brady the MVP. I mean, it's definitely possible. Obviously, otherwise it would be the same price. But it's. Uh, I, th- I think it's really very likely that Brady's going to win, because uh, and then the same thing goes with Ryan. You know, he's plus 190, and they're about 135, 140. Uh, for the Falcons are to win on the money line. So I feel like you get a little bit more value there, uh, get a little bit of plus price on both either team if you do think either of them going to win because I'm pretty 
strongly believe that whether either team that wins, is, you know, Matt Ryan or Brady's going to win. The respective you know, quarterback of the team are going to get the MVP. But obviously, it's not always like that, and that's why it's priced like it. But I think uh, for this this year, I think that's what it's going to be. Yeah, especially with how high this total is, you would assume that it's there's going to be a decent amount of points in this game, and points are usually generated in large part by the quarterback. And so I think more significantly more likely than not, if the Patriots win, there'll be a, a lot of points, or a fair amount of points generated by Brady, and more than likely, unless they're all going to the same person, he's probably going to get the MVP, and even if they do go to the same person, he still might get the MVP, so I definitely like that logic, and you're talking about 65 cents of difference, going from having to lay 150 to, to taking 115, that's a pretty pretty huge difference, so I, I definitely like that, uh, I'd agree with you there. And on a on a similar, not a similar, but the same thing. Instead of if you like the Patriots to win the game, or if you like the Patriots here, instead of laying the three for the game, which obviously the three is a key number, I kind of like a minus one for the first half. It just seems like if if the Patriots are going to win the game by more than three, there's a pretty good chance they're going to win the first half by at least one. And then not only that, it just seems to me with New England being here before and not having probably as many jitters, you know, Brady and Belichick aren't going to likely be nearly as nervous as Ryan or, or Quinn. Um, it's, it seems fairly likely that New England will be leading at half, and if, if that's the case and you already catch your bet by halftime, you don't have to worry about Ryan settling down and, and trying to come back in the second half and maybe get something going late or, or what have you, so... I kind of lean to New England in the first half if you like the New England side of it. So, anyway, that uh, that'll conclude the Super Bowl podcast. And looks like I don't think we're going to have any other podcasts here uh, scheduled in the near future. So, we'll probably be back, probably to do a uh, season preview, or maybe do a division by division preview going into next year, sometime around you know late August, early September, there right before the season and potentially get some other podcasts going here for maybe a March Madness podcast or even uh, potentially some different topics, maybe a little bit wider range, but it'd be uh, uh, maybe in a separate feed or something um, outside of the Around Sports because this this feed will be specifically geared towards sports betting and handicapping, and uh, we'll make the decision if we want to spread out at all from the NFL or, or just stick with this and just make it a, strictly NFL betting podcast, but I think next week we'll probably, I mean, next year we'll probably maybe include some more guests or some guests at all and uh, maybe change the format a little bit here and there, but overall I think it's been a pretty successful first year and been pretty happy with how the products turned out and I'd like to thank you for doing these each week, Rob. I think we've released a pretty good product here and made some money for anybody that's been following us, so I think that's about all you can ask for from a sports betting podcast. Yeah, definitely. It's been uh, it's been a good ride so far, and continued on into next year. And hopefully, like you said, get some guests on and make it a little more interesting, so we don't have to listen to us ramble on the whole podcast both times. So, um, but yeah, that'd be good to switch it up, mix it up a little bit, and uh, yeah, continue next year. And yeah, if any suggestions or anything else you guys have, we uh, can always work on that or get them tailored to what you guys want for next year. So yeah, let us know. Always always in for any uh, suggestions or feedback. Yep, and so anything uh, from now until any new podcasts or 
any new information or breaking news or whatever will uh, be either Rob will be releasing to through emails for people that subscribe to the podcast or you can always check the Twitter feed at our own sports. So anything new we'll, we'll be posting there, but uh, good luck to everybody in the Super Bowl and have a great off season. And at least for this particular podcast, we'll be back next fall to get after another NFL season. Thank you for listening to the Aron Sports Podcast. Check out aronsports.com for all of your sports betting needs, including automatic bet tracking, mobile notifications, free picks, and more.